All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Bible Quest, the Tuesday edition. Uh, glad to see everyone able to get on with us this afternoon. And I want to remind everyone, as always, that if you have any comments or questions about our show today, um, you can submit those to us. Uh, if you're on the Zoom app, you can do that in the Q&A box or in the chat box. And if you're coming in on Facebook on Scott's page, you can put that in the comment window and we'll be monitoring those throughout the show. And then also, if you have any other questions that you'd like us to discuss, um, that's totally off of what we're discussing today, um, you can submit those to us. You can do that in the live show and and if we have time to get to it today we can discuss those or also submit those to biblequest.org and we'll be happy to talk about those on some future shows if we need some more time to talk about those things but i am jonathan your host today and with me i've got scott smelser how you doing scott i'm doing well jonathan good to see you and uh today we're gonna be discussing kind of um uh, really general topic, but specifically applied to one person. Um, I, I think, Scott, you said that that when reading the scriptures and, and talking about different characters, um, almost everyone is an example. Uh, but some yeah. of them are good examples, and some of them are bad examples. And you yeah. can learn a lot of lessons either way. Like the yeah. three so, um Right. I mean, you know, you got one pig built his house out of sticks, one pig built his house out of straw, one pig built his house out of bricks. Uh, earth school mm -hmm. pigs serve as an example <laughs> how not to yep. build a wolf proof house. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. So today we're going to be talking about um, one person in particular that, in a lot of ways, isn't a good example, but we can learn a lot from uh, of what not to do in different situations. And actually, is sort of a mirror of how people often respond today. Maybe not in the most extreme sense of what he eventually gets to, but the the tendencies are still there. So, who are we going to be talking about today, Scott? We're going to be talking about Cain. And so, let's open up our text here. And we have Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, "I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord." And Jonathan, how about you just read uh, the next rest of the text through verse nine for us, and then we'll start breaking it down. Yeah. So uh, verse two, this is Genesis chapter four and verse two. And again, she bore his brother Abel. And now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain, a worker of the ground. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. And so Cain was very angry and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. And Cain spoke to Abel his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. And then Abel said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? All right, so starting off here at the beginning, we see that they have different occupations, different careers here. Abel is a keeper of sheep. Cain is a worker of the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, so they both bring offerings, and Cain, he's working the ground, so he brings forth something he grew. Abel brings forth uh, uh, of the flock. The Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. 
I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. And sometimes people disagree about what the Lord approved of and why he approved of it. But what does Hebrews 11 say about this situation here? So, yeah, so he, Hebrews 11 is talking all about the different men and women of faith and their actions and following what God commands them to do. And it mentions the difference between Abel and Cain's offering. So Hebrews 11 verse four, it says by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, though he was uh, commended as righteous, God commended him by accepting his gifts and through his faith, though he dies, he still speaks. So there's at least the distinction in Hebrews 11 that Abel offered by faith, whereas Cain did not. And by faith, he, and everybody in Hebrews 11 that's a hero did something by faith. Uh, Noah, by faith, built an ark. Abraham, by faith, went. And what it says, by faith, Abraham did was offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Uh, so it looks like there's probably been some instruction about what type of sacrifice to offer. Right. But regardless, Abel offer, operates in faith, offers the sacrifice that's well-pleasing to God. Cain doesn't. And there's also an expectation that Cain should know what to do. We haven't got here all the instructions that they would have been given by God, but we see the response after their behavior. Mm -hmm. So the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. And so how does Cain react to the Lord being pleased with his brother? Verse five says he was very angry and his face fell. So what kind of emotions are going on there? Uh, well, obviously anger, um, which is really interesting. Uh, I want to think about that just for a second. Um, getting angry about that isn't going to change anything. Like the I, fact that the fact that God didn't accept his, his offering because you're angry isn't going to make God reconsider and think, oh, yeah, you know, you're probably right. Your, your offering was acceptable. Um, the, the antidote to fixing that would have been changing his actions and, and actually following God's standard, whatever that standard was. But instead, he responds in this kind of anger. Um, so, I mean, that's most obvious. That's what the text says. But I think also there's maybe some jealousy and envy going on in, in Cain. Yeah. And I had a time lag here, so I'm not sure if I'm caught up with you or not. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, let me give a signal here. Hey, Bertina or Luke, if y'all could cut off Wi-Fi because I'm having time lag. All right. So, yeah, it looks like jealousy is what made him angry. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's really striking about envy and jealousy is that there's not really a payoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of sins have a payoff. It's not worth what you pay, but you know it, it's uh, it's like a lot of things in life. You get something right here, and you make some bad decisions for it. Let's take Esau. Esau sells his birthright. Did he get something mm -hmm. out of it? Uh, yeah, he got some temporary pleasure from the food. Yeah, and at that moment, you know, oh, good. getting that stew was more important than the birthright later. Of course, how did he feel later? Bitter and angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, most sins, you know, or robbery, you, you, you get something. Um, still gain goods you shouldn't be satisfied with. And, you know, you can get caught and go to prison, et cetera, et cetera. But I can see 
why somebody might be tempted. Uh, and a lot of sins are like that. Where's the payoff for being jealous? Or There's really none. There's really none. Um, I, I've heard it described, um, or really all of them, jealousy, envy, bitterness, th those types of emotions and feelings um, that you have towards other people is I've heard it described as you're drinking a glass of poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not doing anything externally. It's just tearing you up on the inside. Yeah, exactly. So Abel's doing well and God approves of him. Cain can't stand it. So he's angry. His face fell. And so wonderful question here. Uh, why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted, Jonathan? Yeah, and I just want to bring up just uh, a verse that comes to my mind that I think is a really helpful principle to think about. I, I was just discussing this with someone uh, earlier this week in Romans chapter 12, where mm -hmm. Paul instructs to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Yeah. Um, we were talking about that principle and how like, I, I asked him, which one of those do you think is harder? <laughs> and the, the, the answer that he gave was weep with those who weep because you don't want to, you know, be sad. People tend to want to avoid sadness and not empathize. And, and that's just an uncomfortable, painful kind of situation. But then I also pose the, the scenario of why rejoicing with those who rejoice can be difficult because if someone is rejoicing over something that they've done really well, and maybe you haven't done as well in that category, um, it's easy to be resentful. And like we gave the example, which is maybe not the most important application, but like sportsmanship in playing sports. If the other team wins or the other person wins, be happy for them and things like that. And maybe that's more of where Kane should have felt, at least in regards to his brother, Abel, he needed to change some things for himself, but how yeah. he should have felt towards Abel is great. God accepted Abel. That's wonderful. And maybe taking some notes from what Abel did and asked him for some advice and some help. But instead of rejoicing with the rejoicing, he was angry. Yeah. Cause we're talking about examples and Cain starts off being one of the earliest bad examples of humanity way to go Cain but you know he could have looked at the good example of his brother oh God's not pleased with me because I'm not doing what I but look at Abel Abel's doing the right thing and God's pleased with him I should learn a lesson from Abel yeah. but of course along with jealousy and bitterness there's a particular brand of it that can come in that is sibling rivalry yeah mm -hmm. yeah brother. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and theoretically, everyone wants to, everyone assumes that they are that kind of person that they, they evaluate other people and, and, and want to take the best of different people. But when it actually comes down to like a personal situation of where in comparison to another person, you don't measure up as much jealousy and envy can really grab a, a take a foothold uh, in our lives if we're not being careful and a bunch of different categories like that. So, so then what does God say in verse seven? says if you do well will you not be accepted um which uh, again i think is kind of the god giving the antidote to cain's problem uh no. you know getting angry and upset and frustrated and jealous and envious is not going to lead to cain being accepted or fixing the problem or making him feel better doing better will make him feel better because then he'll be accepted by god as well um and so uh, i think that's just such a simple application to make for us in, in our lives that oftentimes you feel really upset and angry about something but don't 
plan to do anything and, and don't do anything about it. What God is really saying to Cain is, if you got a problem, do something about it. Fix the problem. Don't just sit and sulk and be angry and, and break down more and more over time. 225 years ago, maybe longer, schools started focusing on the idea of self-esteem. If we could just make the children feel better about themselves, if we could just make the children feel better about themselves. Well, th there's some children that are underconfident and they need to feel better about themselves and have more confidence. But they've largely gone about it many times in a wrong way. And they've missed the point that one of the best ways to feel better about yourself is to do better. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't feel great about ourselves when we're doing terrible things. Right. Uh, and we got a world right now of kids who grew up and they're proud of doing bad things. Uh, and, and maybe it's connected to that misguided thing here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if you go back to verse six, why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? If, if you just stop there and ask Cain and wait for him to speak, what can you say? Well, probably he wouldn't have known what to say. <laughs> um, like, like most people, that would be in Cain's position. But if he was really honest with himself, uh, he's angry because uh, I think Cain was accepted and or Abel was accepted and he wasn't. And so if you strip that down even further, because he didn't do his best <laughs> because he, he didn't do what was acceptable. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're pleased with Abel, not with me. Because, yeah. because Abel offered a better sacrifice and I don't. And, you know, <laughs> like, there's, this is not looking good for Cain. But God points out here, look, if you do well, will it not be expect, accepted? It's not that just Abel's the favorite. Mm -hmm. Ooh, whatever Abel does, you know, that's, no, Abel offered the better sacrifice. It's accepted. Cain doesn't, it's not. Mm -hmm. If you do well, will you not be accepted? But then there's the flip side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door and its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Yeah, uh, there's a footnote on that. Yeah, its desire is towards you. In fact, Let's take a look at some other translations on that verse right there. So King James, uh, if you do not do well, sin lies at the door unto you shall be his desire. You shall rule over him. Um, let's take a look at the American standard. Sin is lurking at the door. Its desire is for you. You must master it. Mm -hmm. uh, unto you shall be its desire, but you do rule over it. So overall, what's the idea here? Uh, I think it's something that's echoed throughout scripture, um, that this is kind of the nature of sin and how sin works. It's, it's waiting for an opportunity. Um, sure. And so God is saying, don't give it an opportunity. It's waiting to, to master you, to capture you, to make you its servant and its slave. And you need to be aware of that and proactively instead rule over it. And so like, I like how James words it in James chapter one, that uh, we're not tempted by God, but temptation comes from our own desires. And then those desires lead to sin, that sin leads to death. 
if you cut off, if you don't want to fall to sin, cut it off at its earliest source. It's, it's desire transforming into the temptation and, and readjust yourself, master it at the beginning so that it can't gain a foothold and find an opportunity in your life. Yeah. Because if, if you let bitterness get a foothold, it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it leads to more bitterness. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to try to work with, with the elderly lady that I met. Uh, she lived in Philadelphia when, I, when we were over there planning the work that we planned over there a few years ago. And uh, oh, a lot of things. I, I enjoyed going and seeing her. I enjoyed meeting her. But then the more I got to know her, she turned out to just be this, this bitter person because years before, her relative had stolen like $3,000 from her. And that's pretty horrible. I, I, anybody would be upset by that, but she let it consume her. And so he, at this point, she's in, you know, uh, an old folks home, uh, in a wheelchair, all alone, dreaming of how she would like to murder him. You know, she goes, I'm a snake, you know, and just, I, I just, I think about different ways I want to kill him. It was years before. That's really hurtful, that not just financially, but just on, on a trust issue as well. But man, you know, whichever guy stole it, you know, he blew it or snorted it or did whatever he did with it a long time ago. And yet his action, she has empowered the wrong that he did by letting it just dominate her life and, and just turn her to a yeah. bitter, bitter person. So yeah. you, you let it in and it, it just starts ruling you and controlling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oftentimes, and, and you see that happen with Cain, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, it, it doesn't just, you know, it, it doesn't just penetrate and then stay there and not do anything. It ends up growing into more destructive types of things yeah. um and and Cain gets to the pinnacle almost of of the destructive potential of that bitterness and killing his brother but uh, there are other ways that that it can destroy your life not just not just emotionally but like change how we treat people and the actions that we take the words that we say and those have long lasting effects yeah. on on our life and and what we do and it's because we don't master the sin. We don't master the temptation and, and rule over it and get the desire out and realign our desires to wanting to do what's good and right and, and pure. That will also have long lasting effects if, if we go down in that direction. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there, there's a choice here that Cain is at a fork in the road and he's, he's heading down the wrong road and he needs to stop, put it in reverse and go the other way. If you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you. You must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother, Abel, and killed him. So problem solved. Not exactly. Not exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's uh, I wonder... 
Um, because I, I have uh, an older brother, um, so not the exact same relationship as as Cain did to, to Abel, but still a brother relationship. And, you know, I felt at some times in my life that I'm very annoyed with him and bitter towards him. And, and you know, maybe playfully in my head, I wanted to, to you know, kill him or whatever, get him out of the picture. But never, it never did it progress to that point. I, I wonder what Cain was actually thinking. Like, is killing him really going to solve this? Because uh, it starts off with God's question at, at the beginning. Why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? There's there's a discomfort that Cain feels. And I imagine in his head, he's trying to figure out how to get that discomfort to go away, <laughs> at least in some way. But he's way off on his application of how to get it to go away. Did he really think that killing his brother would make it better? Maybe in the moment he did, I don't know. But if you sit down, and I think that's a helpful practice to develop with, with really all temptations and sins, sit down and think about it logically. Is this going to fix things? Is it really going to make me feel better? Like a lot of people will will talk about like alcoholism for a second. A lot of people that are that are alcoholic are alcoholic to try to escape and, and get away. If you think about it logically, that's not going to long-term solve your problem. It's going to make your problems worse okay. sitting down and thinking about it logically. And you can almost think about that with any sin, lying. Is the lying really going to make it better? No, it's just going to compound and make it worse. And if Cain if would have just sat and thought, maybe he wouldn't have made this drastic mistake. And what was it that had him upset? That the Lord approved of Abel and his offering, but not Cain's. Mm -hmm. He kills Abel. Does Is God now a great approver of Cain? <laughs> Does God change his mind and say, Oh, come to think of it, yeah, that's better. No, no. And uh, let's go back and think about the jealousy a, a little bit here and stuff. There, there's different levels of jealousy people can have. Uh, and it's kind of interesting when you get to the New Testament, the word jealous mm -hmm. is also the same Greek word behind what good word in the New Testament? Zealous. Yeah, zealous and jealous are the same in the Greek. So you can have this, this zeal uh, that you can have going in a good direction or a wrong direction. And there are places where even jealousy is appropriate. Where, where would jealousy be appropriate? Uh, well, one, God is a jealous God, jealous for his people and, and wants you know, that, that exclusive relationship with his people. And then similar to that in marriage relationship, being jealous for your spouse, you know, I want an exclusive relationship with my wife and no one else can be involved in that, in that romantic relationship. Yeah. So God in the old Testament, he's, there's a jealousy when his people are going after the Baals. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul will say to the Corinthians, I am jealous. I espouse you as a pure virgin to Christ. I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Mm -hmm. uh, but usually jealousy shows up where we don't have a right to be. Mm -hmm. Where instead of we're upset because someone is taking what is ours, we're upset that somebody else has what we don't have. Mm -hmm. Now in Cain's situation, he's jealous because Cain does not have approval here. Abel does. And he could have done something about it. 
let's pause and think about sometimes there's jealousy where you can't have what another person has. What, what would be some situations that would fall under that? Um, maybe seeing that somebody is better at something than you, they're particularly gifted or talented in an area and you're just not as talented. Yeah. And sometimes what you can do is there can be something you can do. You can look at that person and say, wow, I really appreciate how you do that. Could you give me some tips I, or can I go along with you and learn how to do that better? Uh, that was the thing that uh, was just kind of part of uh, who my mom was. She enjoyed people that did things well. And when she saw somebody that did something well, she appreciated it, she enjoyed it. And if it interested her, she wanted to learn from them how to do that. Mm -hmm. But we can't always do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're a great singer and I'm tone deaf, you know, I, I can learn from you and get better, but it's, it's, it's not gonna be the same. Uh, and you have situations like Samuel's mother, Hannah, and uh, uh, his father's other wife who had had children and she's kind of seeming to be rubbing it in Hannah's face and such. And so Hannah's pleading for a child, but it's, there's not, it wasn't up to Hannah whether or not she was gonna be able to bear a child or not. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're all gonna get to the point where um, we get old enough if we live to old age that we're going to start having health problems and we can wish that we had the health we had when we were 20. Mm -hmm. You can't. I mean, there are things you can do to improve it, but you're not going to be able to go back and be 20 again. So some things, there's something we can do about it. Some things we can't, but in either case, where it becomes bitterness and jealousy, uh, like we gave the illustration before, we're drinking the poison. We're upset about somebody else and we're drinking things that'll poison ourselves. So he chooses the, the, the most foolish reaction and that's take out Abel. Now, as you mentioned at the outset, usually people don't do something that extreme. They don't murder somebody. What are other ways that people try to take somebody out when they're jealous? Um, maybe the most common way is uh, through slander or gossip and trying to tear them down verbally and get other people uh, trying to be divisive and maybe form teams, get more people on my team than on their team and, and various things like that. And um, happens in a lot of different ways. I mean, uh, happens in politics. It happens in the workplace. It unfortunately sometimes can happen in the church. Um, and there's, there's no room for that. Um, but that's uh, just people want to one up others. And so an easy way to do that is tear them down and boost your own yeah. self. Um, yeah. And that's really immature to, to respond in that way. So I'm, I'm picturing two little old ladies and they're both good cooks and they both made a cake for a potluck. And, you know, one is used to everybody raving about her cake is the best. And this Sunday afternoon, people are talking about Sister Joan's cake. Oh, have you had it? And Sister <laughs> sitting over here and she's seething, you know, instead of thinking, oh, that's really great that Sister Jones brought such a good cake today. It doesn't have to be all about me. 
No, no, no. And she's, she's seething. And so while other people talk about how good Sister Joan's cake is, Sister Smith has to slip in a few comments. About how much better hers yeah, is. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> she uses cake mix. She just cooks it out of the box. And, and, and it's, it's not as, don't do that. It, 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 it's really, really petty. And, and one thing, sometimes it's people are concerned about how they look to other people. How many people named their kid Kane? Not very many. <laughs> Kane, he's, 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 he's like one of the first big failures. Um, it's just pathetic. He's, he's, and it's self-destructive. Anything else there, Jonathan? Um, yeah, TJ also said similar to that is just undermining them. So undermining them while the person you're jealous of is speaking. For example, um, like they say something and then you say, oh, that's nothing. You know, you should have seen me when that happened to me or, or something like that. The, the one up. Game. Oh, yeah. Um, and something that I'll say about that for for guys in particular, I just got back from a week at, at a camp. And for for guys in particular that's a thing that guys like to do and kind of you know just joking around and messing around and i suppose that you know that can maybe be fine among friends and just kind of joking and things like that but if we're not careful that can really develop into a bitter attitude um and and so you know especially for younger guys watch out for that in in your head and in your heart like and and Watch out for that for other people and your friends. Don't lead someone and become, you know, that stumbling block to make them bitter towards you or jealous of you or, or whatever else. And also check yourself if you start feeling yourself becoming more jealous or bitter towards someone else. Just be happy for people. I think that's really kind of the big antidote for it. Yeah. And, and one way I, I think it's helpful to realize why we should be happy for other people. Uh, Jonathan, how would you like it? if nobody in the world was better at anything than you were there would be a there would be not very many talent talented people in the world because <laughs> there's things that you're very talented at but then there's other things that it's not your strong suit and if you or i or any anybody else demands that we have to be the best you can't get past us it's kind of like you're nero if I remember correctly, entered the Olympics. While he was Caesar, he didn't just go to the Olympics and, and you know, preside, he entered the Olympics. And so he raced a chariot. Mm -hmm. So guess what all the other chariot racers had to do? <laughs> Let him win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not a great race. You know, it's, it's like, you know, if a turtle demands nobody can be faster than him, the world is full of really, really slow critters. Yeah. Uh, so we should be glad for the people who excel in areas that we cannot. Uh, and, and we should learn from people who do better in areas where we can. And that's important. Uh, so it reminds me of that serenity prayer. You know the prayer I'm talking about? No. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of times you'll see it on people's walls or refrigerator. God grant me, what is it? God grant me to the courage to change the things that I can, the serenity 
to accept the things that I cannot and the wisdom to know the difference. Right. Yeah. In this case, Cain did have an option. He could have done differently because that's, that's what God says here. This was about doing well. It's not some innate inability that he had. He could have done well. He would have accepted. Mm-hmm. Instead, he takes Abel down, which if we think about it physically, you know, if, if I'm here and you're performing up here, for me to do, if, if, I, if I appreciate what you're doing and I learn from you, maybe I'll get to here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get to here. Maybe I'll get to here. Maybe I'll get to here. Mm-hmm. But look what happens when instead I commit murder. Yeah, you don't move. <laughs> Actually, you go down. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I haven't moved any at all. I'm just eliminating the competition. And and, and that that hasn't improved me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Other thoughts. Well, after that, um, it, it doesn't really get that much better in Cain's attitude. Um, it, the Lord comes to him and asks him, where is your brother Abel? And he responds, you know, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? So there you see that compounding effect that, well, now he's on to lying, um, and, and, and still that, that terrible attitude. Um, and then the Lord punishes him and he says, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened your mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you in its strength. And you shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. So he gets a pretty severe punishment and his attitude is still poor. In verse 13, Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Um, sometimes I think when we fail, the best thing that we can do is accept the punishment and move on. Just own yes. up to own up to your mistakes yes. and move on. Yes. Fretting over the punishment isn't going to do any good and it's not going to create a better person. Um, you know, own up to your mistakes and get better apologize and get better um but but this this constant whining kind of attitude is is not doing anyone good i was trying to help a guy last uh, a few days ago uh last week and as i was trying to help him uh because he 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 needed a shower i was taking him to a truck stop where he could get a shower where i was at i didn't have a place he could get a shower uh and so I'm going to, I, if it had been earlier, I was going to buy him some clothes. I did get him some supper. I drive like 20 miles to get him where he can take a shower. Uh, and as he gave me his backstory, you know, he spent most of the last 35 years in prison. And I said, same charge or various different charges? He said, mostly the same charge. What was the charge? Burglary. You know, and he described how you know, early on, he started drinking and just how much he likes to drink. And he's still continuing to drink. And it's just so refreshing. And but but he's complaining. He's complaining about now we'll repeat his language, but he's upset because the people at the Y told him they didn't have a bed for him. Wow. Mm-hmm. So is it, you've got all this self-inflicted ignorance and bad behaviors that's got him where he's at and then he's blaming somebody else and, mm-hmm. and i'm talking to him he said i take care of myself 
yeah, and, 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 and uh, to boot, by the time when I finally got into the truck stop, then he wasn't willing to go in and take a shower. So uh, I've modified that old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it take a shower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a couple more comments that came in. TJ said, it's also easy to secretly let jealousy fester. You start to get annoyed with everything that someone does, not wishing them well, avoiding them and being bitter. And it's not the way that we should treat our brethren for something that they're good at. It's pretty scary that it doesn't appear to others uh, or it's pretty scary, but it doesn't appear to others. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And then Sandra also said, uh, oftentimes we do not see our own faults like one-upmanship. So uh, we are so very blessed when we have someone who comes to us with a loving and humble attitude and gently tell us. Um, and yeah, maybe there's something he said about that with Cain and his attitude towards God. <laughs> um, whenever God is coming and, and trying to provoke him, watch out you know, get better, um, you know, sin is crouching at the door, here's your punishment and all that kind of stuff. Cain should have accepted that and grown. And similar to us, whenever we get correction or people point out our failings or our faults or things like that, accept correction. We, we've said this before on the show, and I know Scott, you said it a lot, that Proverbs has a lot to say about the wisdom in receiving correction and the foolishness in hating correction. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said about that. So a couple of things, one, be the kind of person that accepts correction, and then also be the kind of person that gently gives correction and humbly gives correction to help other people as well. Yeah, it, it might be a, a less uh, dramatic story. If, if Cain would have been wise, you know, it's like, and God said, do well, and Cain did well, that'd be nice. And, and then no problem. But unfortunately, that's not what he does. We've got about eight minutes left. If anybody in the audience has another question or a comment on this topic, or if it's a longer question that you would like us to do next week, uh, we would like to hear from you. So when we started the program, it was originally a question and answer program. Um, and then sometimes we would need to have something in mind in case people didn't come in with a question. And we've slipped kind of into us making it topics and, and not getting so many audience questions. We really would like to get back to getting more audience questions. So if you've got one you would like to come in with now or comment on what we've been talking about, uh, then jump in on that. Uh, and uh, if it's a short one, we can get to it today. If it's a longer one, we can get to it next week. But we would like to hear from you out there. Yeah, and while while we're waiting on that, maybe one thing that we can just mention quickly um, is uh, you mentioned Scott um, looking at in in Galatians five and the yeah. fruits of the spirit uh, or the fruit of the spirit um, in in relation to Cain's story, um, and like man, it would have solved a whole lot of problems. I want to actually I'll get to Galatians five in just a second, but I want to also read in First John uh, chapter three where where Cain shows up. Um, first John chapter three and verse 11. Um, and this will tie in with the, the first fruit of this, or, uh, yeah, the first fruit of the spirit, but first John three eleven says, this is the message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Um, what it boils down to in a lot of ways in Cain's story is he just didn't have love um, for his brother Abel. Um, but he also was lacking in 
a lot, all of the fruits of the spirit in, in his attitude towards Cain and what he did. So Galatians 5 uh, and verse 22, Paul says the fruit of the spirit, I'll wait until you get there. Galatians 5, 22, <clears throat> Paul says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Um, and wow, you look at those things, Cain didn't have really any of those. Um, he didn't have love. He didn't have peace. He didn't have joy. Oh. He, he wasn't patient towards Abel. He wasn't kind. No. Uh, he wasn't faithful. Was he wasn't, wasn't gentle no. and certainly wasn't self-controlled. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> Not a single one. Wow. And he had enmity, strife, jealousy, a fit of anger, and a rivalry. Yep. And in the pathetic part, it looks like a one-way rivalry. Yeah. 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 It doesn't seem like Abel was uh was trying to one up him. <laughs> At least not how he's talked about. Abel's seen as righteous and a man of faith. He right. wanting to please God. Mm-hmm. It's not, ooh, look how much better I am than Cain. It's he's, he's wanting to please God. And and sometimes that's that's really kind of striking how foolish some of these rivalries are. That you you're the other person's not even competing with you. They're, they they would like you to do well. Yeah. Pretty sad. Well, um, Thank you, Scott, for for leading us through that and suggesting that, talking about Cain. Um, Periodically, we will um, have some more Bible characters that we'll look at, both good and bad examples. And so um, to our audience, again, if you have any characters that you would like us to break down and discuss their story, you can do that. Or any other Bible questions uh, completely separate from that, um, you can submit those, like Scott said, to us, BibleQuest.org, and we'll be happy to talk about those in future shows. But that's all that we have for this week. So we hope everyone has a good rest of your week, and we will see you all next Tuesday, Lord willing.